Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. They're so scary, won't let them bury me oh. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money uh-huh. Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays Very special ACC Media Day edition We got Drip in the building, how you living, my boy? I'm doing good, bro, it's actually my birthday today I turned 23 oh, Happy um, birthday Thank happy, you. happy birthday. What's your cash app? What's your cash app? It's, uh, hold up. I think it's Ian14218. Yeah, I think so. Please, everybody, everybody send that man all your cash apps, all your yeah. money. <laughs> Help that 23 yeah, years man. old. The man just got off titty milk. You know, he's <laughs> able to buy himself a drink now. So... <laughs> Happy birthday to the bro. Thank you. Thank you. What's your well, weekend plans? What's your weekend plans like? I me and my me and some of my boys are going out to uh to a bar nearby. So I think girlfriend's coming hey. to town too. So that'll be that'll be good it'll be a good time. I'm excited. Good times. Good times. More life. It's always a blessing. It's always a blessing to do another lap around the sun. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people say, oh, you know, the first thing a lot of people say is you're getting old. No, you're getting wise. You're getting smart. You're living life. Yeah. You know, and even at 23 years young, you the old head to somebody. Somebody, probably a 16-year-old, looks to you for wisdom because you done lived more life than he or she. So, right. All, yep. Birthdays are always a blessing. Uh, man, you got many fucking more. You got 90-something more coming. Probably 100 more <laughs> birthdays. So. <laughs> I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, you got a lot more coming, especially with all the science and shit going on. Oh, you yeah. got a lot more birthdays coming. But uh, let's get into. Well, first and foremost, we we didn't predict this. The, the, the it was pretty much already news. Um, so we didn't break no story or nothing. But Gunnar Givens did commit to Virginia Tech last Friday. We had recorded on. Thursday, and pretty much said we should get given, and yep. everything turned out right. Um, another Virginia commit, which is always a good thing. Another four-star commit, which is our second in this class, and um, he chose he chose Virginia Tech over Penn State. Um, there's a lot of reasons why Penn State people say Penn State didn't want them, or whatever the case may be. Gonna give us a hokey. What's your thought? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a great pickup. Um, we talked about this last episode that I, I didn't really see this coming back in early June when the when the visits first started. But uh, you know, he's a he's a 94 on the composite for 24/7. Uh, he's got great size, very athletic. 
I don't really know what position he's going to play at Tech. I've seen a lot from coaches, from players. Uh, Purnell said he's playing on the D-line. I saw some reports saying he's a tackle. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. But either way, um, it's cool having the top two guys in the class be four stars from Virginia. I think it's a step up. I think it's much better than what we expected. Um, so moving in the right direction. And uh, hopefully they capitalize on this. I mean, we, this is the momentum that has been built. All right. And so the next thing to do is go after the cams and, and grab one of them. So um, we just saw that Cam Miller is being crystal balled to Penn State, um, mm -hmm. which would leave the other cam. I think I think it's Johnson, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Cam Johnson. I think he's from St. Francis Academy. So cornerback, we would need to pick up another one. Um, that's going to be the next big thing for this class, and, and hopefully they can manage to grab that or else it, it might start leveling out pretty soon. Yeah, I think I think after the Cam Miller to Penn State crystal ball, I think things are about to – I think things are about to tail off. I think that was a – I think we just climaxed with the Ramon Brown and the, and the Gunner Givens. I think that was the climax, and I think it levels out from here. So yeah, that I'm, might have been that might be the topic. So. Yeah, but um, we 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 gonna still keep an eye out for any more whatever we you know, any more commitments and announcements. We'll be here for y'all all through the through the entire cycle for that. Um, I think, I mean, like I said, recruitment just hit its apex. Um, I don't I don't think it's gonna get any higher than this. Um I don't wanna congratulate the staff, but I don't wanna like shit on them either. Like I'm I'm in the middle. I guess everything Virginia Tech is up, down, up, down. It always ends in the middle. So yeah. like uh, I said, I don't wanna start I don't wanna douse myself in champagne over this, but I don't wanna kill the staff either. I feel yeah. like they it's like we've been saying, it's a process and we won't see the real benefits to this process until two two years down the road when they finally have yeah big and fixed shit and realize right. how things work in the state of Virginia. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, it's it's like you take a look at this class and. I respect what they've done in Virginia and that's good. You know, like I'll, I'll give the props there, but at the same time, you know, it's be, like be objective about the situation. There's still another, you know, four or five months of recruiting left to go. Um, you still have to put these guys in the right system, in the right position to succeed. You still have to win games. I mean, this isn't the entire reflection of the stats. This is just on one recruiting year. Um, but if they do end up top 25 class, uh, top four in the ACC, something like that, that would be a win. That would be good. Like I would say, all right, this is this is a good thing that the staff did. But at the same time, like you can't you can't pull that class turnaround, shit the bed this year. I mean, you know, it's like okay, we'll tell you when something's good, but at the same time, like it doesn't mean that everything is fucking beautiful and there's roses and shit. Like this is just one piece of the pie. It's one piece of the pie, and if they do end up with the 25th ranked class, that don't mean the job is done. Okay, this is the new, this is where we're supposed to be. No, in, in, 20, in the 25 to 30 range is where we kind of always been, and a lot of people were saying, oh, well, we, we Frank used to be in that 25 to 30 range. No, yeah, no shit, and we used to lose every big game because of that. 
We want to yeah. be better than that. We want to be better than 25 to 30. So when we do match up against a USC or a Bama or the other Ohio States, we, I know we beat Ohio State once, but they kick the shit out of us the next time. You want to play against those teams and match up physically, match up in the trenches. And right. even in the glory days, we would play this, like when we played Stanford in the Orange Bowl, and we always got manhandled in the trenches because the depth just wasn't there because we wasn't recruiting well enough. So let me just right. say that to the Frank didn't do such and such either. Yeah, we criticized him too. Go back through the tweets. Uh, but it's just it's just a matter of like as from a fan from a fan's perspective, you know, like w- what do you want to root for? Like, do you want to root? to be mediocre do you want to root to be middle of the pack and somewhat good on certain years like i hope that's not the case i mean as a fan you root to win you root to win championships you root to beat good teams you root to be a great team like that's just what you should root for that's what that's what you should want um this school has the opportunity to do that and we'll get into media day and what fuente has said later on but one of the things that um is big and that fuente did say and we'll talk about this more later but Virginia Tech is the top sports brand in the state of Virginia, and that is facts. Like it's it's high. There's no other bigger it's team. Bad. There's no other bigger brand. It it actually is the biggest brand in the state, and we need to capitalize on that. We have the talent in the state. Virginia Tech can be a great team. It can be a perennial great team. I'm not saying that Virginia Tech is going to be a blue blood, but there's potential there, and that's what you should root for as a fan. You shouldn't root for oh maybe once every six years we'll win the you know the ACC or whatever. It's just like we got to focus. You got to put your energy to being great, and then everything else can fall into place. I think I speak for every last one of our listeners. I think every last one of our listeners is employed by somebody. They got some type of employment, or even if they self-employed or they sell drugs or pussy. Everybody want to make more dollars this year than they did last year. That's every. I don't give a fuck if you work at Taco Bell or if you work you work for McDonald's, you work for FUBU, you work for no matter where you work at, the people on the highest level do not want to say, okay, well, in 2006, we only turned this much of a profit. So in 2021, we want to turn that 2006 profit. Nah, you want to up the bag every year, year after year. And if that means you got to push, work a little harder, work more weekends, uh, sacrifice some vacation sometime. That's what you gotta do. That, 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 so, same thing goes for football. Just because in 2006 we won 10 games or whatever the case may be, that don't mean, okay, well, that's, that's the pinnacle and whatever. No, you always work into it. It's one thing doing it and everything. That shit can get hard and whatever. Doing, you know, but working towards that and I, we, I can see you being serious. That's when I'm ready to open up my wallet. That's when I'm ready to lie on the timeline. That's when I'm ready to be that positive fan that everybody begs us to be. You all need to be more positive and just spend money. They got to show me that they fucking serious, man. Yeah. Put money in this shit. That's some sugar daddy sapping shit. No. You got to show me before I just give money away. Right. And the other thing is, too, I mean, like, even from our perspective, from a regular fan's perspective, just giving money. I mean, let's be honest. Like I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to give the, the football team, the amount of money that they're going to need to do anything crazy. Like there are certain alumni 
that go to Virginia that went to Virginia Tech that have the actual funds to do that. We're not we're not those guys. Like I'm I can't, I'm not gonna give Virginia Tech fucking hundred thousand dollars. Like I'm not gonna ever be able to do that. So like telling us to donate, we will make you donate twenty five dollars. What's that gonna do? I mean, so yeah, we're gonna be objective. We're gonna be we're gonna ask the school to get better and better. And like sure, it's about money sometimes, mm-hmm. but. Not everybody's donating money. Yeah, yeah. I'll donate to the players. I'll, I'll, I'll do NLI and, uh, or NIL, and I'll help those guys out. But I don't have that type of money to build a fucking sports complex or some shit, or new dorms. I'm donating. I'm donating to the players. I will put my money. I will take my money and put it directly in a player's hand before I put my money into the abyss and hope they did something with it. Right. But let's move on. Media days. Uh, has taken place. Um, Fuente took Braxton Burmeister, Jamar Connor, and um, James Mitchell, and James Mitchell down with him. And um, was that surprising was to you? Some, Those three players, uh, it could be somewhere else. I I saw some people thinking I maybe wanted, Trey Turner or Dax, but I honestly God thought that he would take Trey Turner and Dax with him. Because they're seniors, they've been here the longest. And not only that, they've been the best spokesmen. Yeah. You know, best been, media they, guys. Those two have been the face of the program since they came in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I did figure, I did think that he would take them, but Dax has been, uh, what's the word, in and out the lineup as That's a starter. A, and yeah, just average. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of. Hasn't taken off. His career hasn't taken off. He had that good freshman year, but after that, he kind of tailed out. And Trey Turner, allegedly, I mean, isn't a, a workout guy. He isn't winning the workout awards and shit. So that type of shit don't matter to me. But I guess that type of shit matters to you know the current staff. So yeah, um, I still think it should have been them because just on face value, they're probably the most recognizable. Two, and then you obviously you're gonna take Burmeister, who's the quarterback, uh, quarterback, yeah. and and being looked at as a leader of the team, right? I thought that's what I thought, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Media days, a lot of news, notes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, some, that's some quotes. We can just start. We can just go through some of the stuff uh, right now. Yeah. Um, so you know, some of some of the things that I saw, like. What do you think about Fuente saying that, you know, Braxton Burmeister is one of the top athletes on the team, um, wants to use him as an explosive runner, and he says that, you know, rest of the running backs need to step up and Khalil Herbert's absence. Like, what, do you, what do you make of that? Do you think that's the right approach? Do you think we're going to see Burmeister getting hurt because of his workload? Let, let me start with the first statement with Braxton Burmeister being one of the best athletes on the team. I agree. Braxton Burmeister, I don't even think it's up. I think that's the stone cold truth. I think I said that at the, I think I said it on one of the episodes of Donby Fridays after the season that Braxton Burmeister is possibly the fastest player on the team. And um, he's probably the most explosive runner on the team outside of Keyshawn King as far as with the ball in his hands. So Let's I don't think Raheem Blackshear, too, I think is up there. Possibly, or the other, they might be tied. They really Raheem yeah. Blackshear and Braxton Burmeister might be the same 
with the ball in their hands. I don't even 40 times. I don't even keep up with all that shit. But when right. I'm watching with the with the ball in hand, Raheem Blackshear and Bra- Raheem Blackshear might be a step quicker than Burmeister, but maybe just one step. Uh, I do think Braxton Burmeister is one of the top athletes on the team. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think so because Braxton Burmeister is the best, one of the best athletes on the team, but he's not one of the best athletes yeah. in the country. So that says more about your team than, yeah. you know, your quarterback. Now, if Braxton Burmeister was the best athlete on, let's say, the 2014, he got another Vic or some shit. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, the other but, thing uh, too yeah. is like if you're running, if you're running him, you know, a lot every single game, there's a good chance that he's going to get dinged up, miss some time. So when he does miss time, I mean, it's really going to hurt this team. As opposed to like last year when you had when you had Hooker and Burmeister, and one of them went down, at least you had another one. But I think we're in the right. You know, it's like who are gonna who are we gonna see if if he goes down? So. I, I I do think he's a great athlete. I think he's one of the better one of the best runners that we have. Can put up explosive plays, but it's just like to me, it scares me if he goes down. And I think the team's really going to suffer if he does. The team is going to suffer if Burmeister goes down because he's going to go to I think Blumrick. Yeah. Who's? Yep. I mean, he got the size. I guess. I think we was predicting earlier on Donby Fridays a couple episodes ago that Blumrick would be like the QP. To come in and do the short yardage shit, yeah, and put his head down and get two, three yards or QB power type of zone, QB power and that type of shit. Um, it it would be very, it would be tragic if Braxton Brown because Fuente also was saying this is the most confident he has felt passing the ball in six years. Now that shit is cap. Let's get into the real shit. That shit count. We all seen Braxton Burmeister throw the ball. Everybody listened to this podcast and seen Braxton Burmeister play. Mm-hmm. What, was you, what was you about to say? Yeah, so the, the whole quote that he has here, he goes, I, he, I'll, I'll just read it off real quick for, for the mm-hmm. listeners that haven't, haven't seen this. He goes, I feel better about us throwing the ball right now since I've been here. That doesn't mean we're going to throw the ball 60 times a game. I feel better about it with the exception of 2016 – uh, I knew there were two guys that could just chuck it up and they were going to be catch it. He's talking about Bucky and uh, Isaiah. Um, so I think he's saying that other than with that year out, this is the best year that he thinks the, the passing offense is. And I don't know. If, yeah. Cause um, I don't just, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I don't really, I'm not really sold on, Burmeister as a thrower, honestly. I mean, are you? Do you, have you no. seen him? I don't really think I've seen enough of him. No, when, when it comes when it comes down to arm strength, arm talent, Burmeister doesn't have it. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the arm strength to for you to be confident in him throwing the ball. You can, it's only so many quick outs and quick. It's only so much quick game you can run before a defense says, "All right, y'all can have that shit." You're not gonna beat us over the top, right? And Fuente said to himself. We had Bucky, we had Isaiah, we also had Cam Phillips, mm-hmm. the best trio of receivers Virginia Tech ever had. So, and Gerard Evans you? can throw it. And Gerard Evans can throw it. So, who are you? It seems it seems like he's just extremely high on, uh, you know, the Turner 
Tavion Robinson and James Mitchell trio. I mean, that's that's I guess that's what he's kind of alluding to because he in this quote, like he mentions the receivers. He doesn't even mention uh, Gerard Evans. Like, so it seems like he's just talking in terms of like a receiving standpoint. That's why he feels the best is because of the receivers. I don't, and I'm I don't necessarily buy that because in my opinion, like if you if you can't get them the ball downfield, that hinders the offense's ability to spread it out and. Make big plays. Yeah, throwing, the, throwing the ball thirty times a game, five yards. It's, what does it do? It's just doing absolutely nothing. And he, I think he also brought up from an offensive line perspective. You know, because the offensive line, you know, is going to suffer a fall off. You lose Darrisaw, you lose um, Doug Nestor, you lose Hudson. Yeah, you lose you lose what we lost on the offensive line, which last year. Wasn't a great pass protecting offensive line, right? You were just three starters off of that, and now we about to get better. So yeah, I think I think uh, Luke Tenuto would have to take a massive step up for the offensive line to be like better than it was last year. I mean, he he'd have to take like that right. Club Farley leap for that to happen. It would have to be. It would have to be. An unreal leap, yeah, for Luke Tenuta. But um, what was I getting ready to say? I I took those comments. I took those comments, and maybe I'm just cynical and jaded and evil. But I looked at those comments about the passing game as more of a dig at the quarterbacks that left more than anything. Yeah. Because I felt I felt the whole time with Hendon Hooker and with Quincy Patterson. Fuente just did not want to open the offense up. Like I, we, we, I mean, shit, y'all be on Twitter every Saturday during the game. So you, how many times did we say, okay, QB draws, third down, we're not going to try to convert, you know? So mm-hmm. how many times did we run jet sweeps in certain pass situations? How many times? I feel like Fuente never thought that Hendon Hooker was that guy as a passer. That's a glorified right. running back. Um, when we had uh, um, the transfer from Kansas, I'm drawing a blank. Ryan Willis. Willis. Ryan Will- yeah, when we had Ryan Willis, they threw the ball in 2018. Yeah. They, they threw it a lot. The- they threw it a lot in 2018. Now, obviously, Ryan Willis was an athlete. His top end speed, he could he could get going and get pick up big plays running, but he was not a running quarterback. He wasn't going to elude and you could use him on just design run plays all day. You had to throw the ball but Braxton Burmeister is no Ryan Willis and Ryan was what spring spring uh, league MVP or some shit? Mm-hmm. Like that ain't Braxton Burmeister. Braxton Burmeister Braxton Burmeister is smaller um, way faster and with yeah. a way weaker arm. He's not going to do what Ryan Willis was doing down the field. So who right. does Fuente think he's fooling with it? He, Braxton Blumeister is going to have to run the same offense Quincy, not Quincy Patterson. He damn sure can't do that. But he got to do a lot of the stuff that Hendon Hooker was doing. Right. Where they're going to use RPOs and, you know, I, the jet sweep game and all kinds yeah. of misdirection and all, get them get him out the pocket and things. Yeah, a lot of a lot of gimmicky plays. You know exactly what you're saying. Uh, a lot of different motions and and different offense and sets to get the defense thinking about what they're doing. 
Um, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of running. It's going to be a lot of underneath stuff. I don't think they attack too much downfield. And I think when they do attack downfield, it's going to be scripted, right? So it's going to be like, okay, uh, on these plays, we're going deep. And that's, that's all we're doing. Like that's, we're designing the play to go deep. I don't think it's going to be like, he's going to, I don't think Burmeister is going to have a whole lot of plays where he's sitting back in the pocket, looking at the defense, going through his progressions and then going deep. Like, I don't, I I think it's only going to be when it's drawn up. And of course there are exceptions, but two man out pro play action. Now, the one thing that will help the passing offense is the fact that, yeah, they do have a ton of athletes. Um, they have a lot of guys that, that can play in terms of receivers. Uh, so it's not going to be as easy for the team, for the defense to uh, double team and stuff like that with the amount of weapons. But at the same time, like you still need to make the throws to get them the ball. So I, I think it's going to be tough for the offense to put up the, the big numbers. Um, but I, 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 I'm just not, I'm just not bought in yet. I, I think it is more of a dig to the to the old quarterbacks than it is a, a praise to Burmeister. Yeah, if I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, I'm pressing everything until they beat me. Mm-hmm. President Braxton Burmeister, bro, you got to show me. The one thing Braxton Burmeister gonna kill defense is doing is running around and hitting on the big play, possibly broken plays, maybe some backyard football shit. But right. no, no, we bringing everything up. I'm putting six, seven in the box. I'm doing press man until you prove you can throw. Right. And I think that's what you, I'm sure what UNC going to do week one. Yeah, so. no, hundred percent. Yeah. And they, they have the, they have the secondary that's going to be able to do it too. So I think that's going to be uh, a real good indication of how the team's going to be able to play that game because because the dbs are going to be able to line up against uh, the wide receivers for virginia tech and, and another fuente when fuente said um uh, today's acc media day that he they had won 19 games his first two years which is true 2016 they won 10 games 2017 they won nine games we went to the camping world bowl and we should have won versus Oklahoma State. We would have had two 10-win seasons, but we lost that. And he said that he had had a conversation with Witt, with Babcock, our AD, and said, you didn't hire me for the 19 wins. You hired me for what's to come. And I took a lot of... I didn't like that quote. I didn't like that quote at all because, okay, you won 19 games. You went to the Camping World Bowl and lost. What the fuck you mean we didn't hire you to do a court? We didn't even hire you. Let's be clear. We didn't hire you to get the Camping World Bowls, bro. And even mm-hmm. in 2016, you won the Belt Bowl. We didn't. We did You were right. We didn't hire you for that. We hired you for that. We had you for more than that. We didn't hire you. If, if, if the standard here at Virginia Tech and Gov is a big-ass argument about what the standard is, but... If the standard at Virginia Tech is to go to a belt bowl and win and go to the Camping World Bowl and lose, then, bro, you need to get the fuck out yesterday. What are you talking about? We didn't right. hire you for that. We didn't hire you for that. We damn sure didn't hire you for what would proceed. And he talking about uh, you hired me to – and I knew it was going to be a drop-off and we was going to struggle and we had to build facilities. and Hold up, bro. Even if there was going to be some type of rebuilding season, 
That's 2018. Explain everything after that. See, 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 see. We're dealing with a snake oil salesman around here. A lot of teams have a high. They they go to the highs of highs, a BCS bowl. They win a conference championship. They might have a fall off year to rebuild. A lot of seniors left. People go to the pros. But then they back on it. Right. Bro, we ain't been to the Camper World Bowl since 2017. So you telling me now in 2021, you went through 2018 where we was, what, six and seven? Lost the bowl game. 2018, we went eight and five or something like that. Lost the bowl game. And then 2020, we didn't even go to a bowl. We went five and six, you know, and they chose yeah. not to go to a bowl. So Opted even if we would have went to a bowl, we the best we could have did was six and six. So what the so 2021, what are we going to? Because ain't nobody predicting us to win no ACC. Mm. Ain't nobody predicting us to, you know, go to the playoff. So let's say we do win nine games and go back to the camp world. Is this what the fuck we went through all the we went through the three seasons of that to get right. back to the Camper World Bowl. No, nah, bro, you got to. What's your take? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just say this. Uh, you 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 talked about the standard of Virginia Tech. I think that's I think that's a big. Uh, I think that's debated all the time. Let me put it like this. I think the standard for Virginia Tech is being better than Virginia. I think it's beating Virginia is the standard for for not for us, not for us fans, not for some other fans. I'm talking about from from the athletic directors, from the high level donors. I think they their real their real goal is to be better than University of Virginia. Um, and so I think beating Virginia every year is good enough for a lot of people. Um, really, really, really good for a lot of people. Uh, and so I think it, as long as and I've said this for a while, I'll keep saying this as long as Virginia is mediocre. Virginia Tech is always going to be a little bit better than mediocre. Um, I think mm -hmm. we're tied to that because that's what the high-level donors, that's what a lot of the people from the the alumni, that's what they really care about is just beating Virginia. Um, so <clears throat> I think personally, Justin Fuente, he's taking too much time to get this together. Um, it's not like you come in, you say what you said after 19 wins, have three bad years, and then what's what next? I mean. We the the Vegas win total for this year is seven, so it's not like like exactly what you said. We're not we're not really doing anything. Like we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be mediocre. Might be Virginia, whatever. Cool. Same thing. I mean, how many years is that gonna go on for? Is it gonna have to take Virginia becoming some sort of powerhouse to get Virginia Tech to change? I don't know, but um, I think that's kind of the problem. Is the school is fine with that and they're 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 kind of fine with what we're at right now so and and i'm not really sure if i see that changing either and that's i mean that's pretty much all i have on yeah, either because when it comes to expectations i guess from fuente's superiors it, it's just like you said if if he can't be in the bowl mix because he don't even gotta go but you know, he damn sure don't gotta win a bowl but if he can be in the bowl mix Beat UVA, and this is the most important thing. This is the most important thing that people overlook all the time. The ones that do want Fuente gone or fired or whatever. He runs a clean program. A lot yep. of Virginia Tech alumni would rather we be six and you know six and six, seven and five with a clean program 
when it comes down to a lot of these alumni fans and students and everything, when they go to the water cooler with them LSU with LSU grads and LSU grads say, y'all, weak as hell. That's a weak-ass program. A Virginia Tech fan can say, your school overlooked rape. Your school overlooked this, and we don't do that over here. We could easily do that and do the same thing, but we're, we have to moral high ground. That moral superiority means a lot to a lot of Virginia Tech alum. Now, football yes. fans are football fans. A motherfucker could kill somebody the day before. Y'all can't prove it? Come on the field. Football fans <laughs> okay. Like, we can sit up here, oh, Ray, Ray Rice. Look, I live in Maryland for eight years. Not one Baltimore Ravens fan I know said he should not play football. They was like, this is crazy. His wife forgave him. So... Yeah, but it it yeah, is a totally I, I different think. conversation because it's a school rather than a. It's not just a football program. It's an entire right. school. It, it, it it's right. from the athletic director. It's it, it's a state university. Like there are so many politics at play. It doesn't. It's not as simple as like, oh, the football fans want to win more. So why don't we win more? Yeah. I mean, exactly. So it, it is very I mean, complicated. It's a university, but there's a lot of Virginia Tech alumni. That could give two shits about football. Yeah. It's some it's some alumni that resent the football team because it's like, wait a minute, we one of the best engineering universities in the country, and none of our shit gets recognized. All y'all give a fuck about is that football team. Um, so I, but I think there's a a lot of alumni and people that just say, look, Fuente's a good guy. He's not gonna do no cutthroat shit to win football games. He's not going to allow, you know, I hate to use the word thugs, to run his team. He's not going to have an out-of-control team where motherfuckers is, like, like the EC shit surprised everybody. Nobody saw that shit coming. You know, that was some, that's one of those weird stories where, like, who would have who thunk it, right? It ain't like EC went out and caught a body one night and right. This was just some that was just some wild shit that nobody saw coming. So but I and, and and even in dealing with that, you know, he was well, yeah. I don't even jail about this shit, but I mean a, a, a know, lot of fans are always does the right things when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of fans during the EC stuff wanted to blame Fuente for it. Uh it but you know right. even even though I would I would love to say, yeah, that's his fall fire him, it it really just is not like he had nothing to do with it. Uh, it is just a freak nothing act. Nothing at all. Absolutely like freak situation. Um, even EC's like friends from from what we saw. Everybody thought he's a you know, like, great guy. So uh, it had nothing to do with Fuente. And you're you're totally right. He does run a clean program, and and a lot of the alumni are are happy with that. Um, they're happy with beating Virginia almost every single year. They're happy with making a bowl game here and there, getting some decent recruits whenever. I mean, that's just what they're happy with. Um, yeah. And and, and, and until forget, that changes. And don't forget the occasional primetime game. Yeah, the occasional primetime Thursday night game. Let's get hype when Miami comes to town and hopefully we can win. Like, it's just a different mentality than other schools have um, from, from the, the upper-level management. Um, and you have, to, you have to know that as a fan and, and be you have to come to terms with that because it'll drive you crazy if you don't. Yes, it's exactly why. It's exactly why I'm driven crazy. Any 
Any other news and notes from ACC Media Day we need to let the fans aware of? Matter of fact, I did see um, something. Yeah, do you see no, the you Devin ahead, Hunter? You, you see the Devin Hunter stuff that he talked about? No. Uh, so Fuente said that Devin Hunter, who is back after being suspended last year, is at the boundary safety spot along with Devin Taylor and Tay Daly. Um, and so it looks like they're all competing for that one spot, which is kind of odd to me. I thought they would. I didn't think they'd all be competing for the same role. What do you, do you think? That's kind of odd because that I didn't really understand that. I thought I was kind of expecting to see Tay Daly and Hunter on the field at the same time, or Taylor and Hunter, mm-hmm. or Taylor and Daly. I didn't know they were all boundary safety. They need to move Devin Taylor back to corners. Yeah, I do. I think he. I think he. Work uh, at I, safety was not it. To yeah, put it I like. don't think it was. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think, but I also don't think Devin Hunter is necessarily a boundary safety player either. Uh, so. Right. Take and, that as also that, and he was, and he was struggling. We're going to be nice. He was struggling. He was struggling on the field before the one year off. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, yeah. we're not allowed. We're, we as fans are not allowed to see shit. So, you know, mm-hmm. if anybody got some information, you know, what, what, Devin, what Devin Hunter looks like, not Devin Taylor, what Devin Hunter looks like, please, please inform me because um, that's a mystery box. Because cause even Tay Daly, who was a transfer from Vanderbilt, how many of y'all watched fucking Vanderbilt games last year? Nobody. People can say, oh, he played in the SEC. Yeah, technically. He played in the SEC. Technically. Because Vanderbilt is technically an SEC team. Right. The the absolute worst program in the SEC. And it's not even even close. Um, That's like going to the worst Vegas casino. Talking about, I was in Vegas. Get the fuck out of here. Right. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. He might be nice, but just because just cause he played in the SEC don't make him nice. Right, and that yeah. doesn't automatically mean he's going to be a great player in the ACC either. So. Alright, so what they um, got going on at, at what they got going on at safety made the best man win, but I think Devin Taylor need to go back to the corner in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, you know, uh, we shouldn't really even have to see Devin Taylor. <laughs> that's the thing. Let's just move him over. It should be a two-man battle. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't. We shouldn't have to really see him. That's fine. But um, anyways, in other news, uh, Virginia Tech is playing Notre Dame um on October 9th. That's going to be on ACC Network. Um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, on that so far? A lot of people are kind of upset. What do you What do you think? I think that Virginia Tech was spared another big stage ass whooping. I feel like we need to be playing on ACC Network. Um, and let me be clear to the people, because as soon as I said, damn, ACC Network, and people was like, wait, wait, chill. It's them trying to get Comcast, muscle Comcast, and get an ACC Network by wow. throwing on a Virginia Tech game. Because, yeah. yeah, yes, the Notre Dame fans, which they're all around the country, are going to want to watch um, 
They're going to want to watch their their team, but I don't think they're going to get ACC Network to do it. And I don't think they're going to call Comcast and tell Comcast, look, I'm willing to pay more money to get the ACC Network because Notre Dame isn't in the ACC. I don't know the rest of Notre Dame's games. I know Notre Dame plays uh, eight ACC games a year. And probably half yeah. of those be away games because you know the home games is NBC. Ain't even nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Unless the ACC network forces Notre Dame to play all their away games, the ACC away games on the network, I don't. I think Notre Dame well, fans are just going to find streams. Yeah, I mean that's not even going to happen because Notre Dame opens up the season at Florida State, and that's a night game. That's not going to be on ACC network. I think that's on M- That's on ABC. Yeah. So, um. That's not happening. Also, Notre Dame plays North Carolina. That's at home. Uh, that's on NBC as well. Um, they play Virginia at Virginia. There's no news if that's going to be on ACC Network. I could see that being on ACC Network, and I could also see the Georgia Tech game being on there as well. But as of right now, the Georgia Tech game is listed on NBC. So it looks like the only games that Notre Dame might be playing on ACC Network are away. Um, and that, and the only one that's guaranteed right now is tech. But the interesting thing about the tech game is it's one of three games on Notre Dame schedule that doesn't have a time set yet. Um, and Notre Dame has a lot of night games. They play USC at night. They play North Carolina at night, uh, Florida state at night. So I could see this game being like a three o'clock game. Uh, I can see it being a daytime game. It might end up being a nighttime game, but it could be a daytime game where Tech wins and nobody watches. You know what I mean? And like, it's that would be bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be bad. I, when it comes to when it comes to me, I think they put that game on the ACC network because I do agree with the people that okay, let's try to get some. Let's try to use this to try to get some ACC network back because Virginia Tech is a name brand. Yeah, we're not Notre Dame, but there is a name brand. Could be a potential matchup that people want to watch, but it's not dependent on Notre Dame. It depends on us. If we have a shitty September, then yeah. like you said, the game becomes a noon kickoff. And so, what does it mean? It don't mean yeah. shit. But I don't think that I don't believe that the ACC had a potential top 15, top 10 matchup on their hands and gave that to the network to try to sell subscriptions. I don't believe you. No, I don't either. They uh, figure, okay, they figure Virginia Tech should be okay, but they don't, I don't think the ACC conference feel like we're fumbling a big stage matchup for one of our teams right. versus one of our affiliates well, the, putting I mean, it on the network. Yeah, and the, the other thing about it is Virginia Tech coming to that game they, this is that would be Virginia Tech's fifth game of the year. Um, they would have played North Carolina, Middle Tennessee, West Virginia, and Richmond. So, um, if they, they beat North Carolina, they could walk into that game four and zero. If they lose to North Carolina, I could see a scenario where they walk into that game two and two. Um, and we do know how they play against teams like at the tier of Middle Tennessee and Richmond. So, honestly, this could be whatever, but the national media might be looking at the schedule thinking, okay, if they beat North Carolina, there's a good chance they could be playing North Notre Dame at home undefeated. So, we could test this game at night, maybe on the ACC network and see what happens. But in my, I'm looking at this in the way of, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more of a Virginia Tech walks in with one or two, maybe three losses, 
Um, it's kind of like a noon, two, three o'clock game, and Tech might even win, but nobody's going to be watching it. It's going to be kind of pointless. And I think Tech gets spared the embarrassment. Yeah, Because exactly. even if we went into that game undefeated, even if we talent-wise do not stack up with Notre Dame, we just don't. Yeah. So um, I would t- – tell me if you feel differently. I would almost feel better about Tech in that game if they were – Two and two, rather than four and zero. Facts. Yeah. I would feel a hell of a lot better. You know why? Because Fuente is the greatest when he is a corner. I almost say rat because he's not a rat, but you know how you see like a small yeah, animal when, when they get in the back into a corner and they like they got a different fight in them, right? Like, yeah, they do. They play. They just play different. Uh, they play. They play so much different when they're when they're doing well when they're up. They just they just consistently flop and it's like oh you're exactly right if, they're, if they go to that like game 20, two and two 2019, on, 2019 virginia tech had got their ass kicked by duke and that's when fuente made the switch to him and hooker and that very next week we played miami and won the game mm-hmm. yep. and fuente, i mean hooker threw like four touchdown passes i think Dalton king called like two or three or something like that so oh, you could even see it well, in this pass that season when they played, like, for instance, Clemson. I mean, Clemson, they were completely outmatched, but the game was close for the majority yeah. of the game. Obviously, Clemson, Clemson ended up blowing them out, but you could see Fuente, like, you could see that coaching style in play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Fuente, see, he don't mind losing us. Our support from week to week, like, well, fuck them. They don't care anyway. You know, they, 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 they won't be going anyway. But when he started to lose, like, his high that's when Fuente gets in his bag coaching-wise. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't yeah. lose the motherfucker that's keeping me employed. Like, right. okay, fuck, fuck, fuck them TP2 boys. They mad anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make sure Madden VA ain't happy. Now you're speaking real facts. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think this is going to be interesting moving forward uh, to keep an eye on, and I think I think honestly, it's going to be I I'm putting this down. Uh, everybody, please remember if they go four and zero, I think they get smacked by Notre Dame. If they go two and two, I I see them beating Notre Dame. Right, steal that uh, motherfucker. We go two yeah. and two. Yeah, especially if one of the two is not West Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, we play smack Notre Dame. Oh, we my God. And we blow them out. Yeah. No, it's and, then, and then what happens is you got a whole nother – everybody gets amped up again. Oh, we can't really. And then – Yeah, and then the next game is pit. The next game is pit. Right. Next game is pit at home. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then the never, following game is Syracuse. So, that stretch. Oh, um, yeah. We, if we beat Notre Dame – we're losing to Under Syracuse. any circumstances, we're 100% losing to either Pitt, Syracuse, or both. And the following game after Syracuse is Georgia Tech, so it just gets even more ridiculous. More, uh, just, more ridiculous. Yeah, just, these, are just, these are just nightmare stories waiting to happen. Uh, this, this schedule really isn't tech-friendly for this year. It's not a great schedule for Fuente to be backed up against the wall, not going to lie. Uh, it might expose him. It might expose him to the point of actually being on the real hot seat with his superiors which he has not been on he's been on the national news spotlight for being on the hot seat but not in terms of the uh the guys that are paying him because he had a conversation with weird about shit being trained 
right oh, yeah. yeah and then and then obviously the the end of the season is uh is miami and then virginia so if they skid towards the end uh it's not looking good and so we'll be interesting to see what happens but is there anything else that you saw from this media day anything that caught your eye No. That was everything. I, every I, everything I needed to hear from from Fuente, I heard. Um, yeah, it wasn't surprising. He did. He did, he did bring up um, twenty twenty and how much of an uphill battle it was because of guys in and out the lineup because of obviously COVID and yeah. You know, he hopes something yeah. like that doesn't happen in twenty twenty one. And um, let me take the time to salute Justin Fuente. I don't do it often, but. Those first three, four weeks of last season was tough. It was without like twenty-three scholarship players and half the coaching staff, and I know that shit was yeah. tough. And he was able to have a somewhat decent September. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hard to do that. And shout out to him, and shout out to the staff, and shout out to the team for you think you about to play uh, NC State first, and then. It got turned into okay. We gonna play UVA first, and then they got and then it got turned. Yeah, yeah. We started a week later than everybody, so that's not no easy feat. I don't want to make it seem like oh that motherfucker yeah. did his job. Like no, that shit had to be done. So, and also if uh, didn't didn't Hooker come down with COVID at the start of the year too? Wasn't he one of the guys that was sidelined? Or um, happened? no, no. Hooker had some some type of heart condition or something. At the start, and he that's didn't, yeah. His, okay. his, they, okay. I think they did a physical or something, and found a heart condition that, if exposed to COVID, it could kill him. Ah, uh, okay. And he was sitting. So he, he never sense. had COVID or nothing like that. It was just I don't know what his heart condition was, but they were saying that if COVID was to come and play, they didn't know what could happen to him. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I'm not. I don't want to put it out there like he was. He, if he would have caught COVID, he would have died. But I guess what they were saying was, you have He's a heart condition, risk. and we don't know what would happen to you if there was a team outbreak of COVID or you caught it or whatever. Right. That that yeah. was Hooker's situation. Which is tough. And they wanted to play Bud Meister anyway. Right. That's facts. But. Yeah, no, it was tough for them, and uh, obviously Hooker was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and that changed. And there were a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of players missing every single week, so uh, that is facts. I agree. Yeah, and then they said heart condition, like a yeah. moment, not even a moment. <laughs> yeah, that during the Clemson right, game. During the Clemson game, what was it? <laughs> yeah, then he got the shivering yeah, and shit yeah, during the yeah. Clemson game. Yeah, that was that was that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. And then he get the. He was convulsing. He wasn't even shivering. He was convulsing on the sideline. Like this motherfucker's about to die. Though. Yeah, we about to see weird. a person die in four K. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. Before we get up out of here, let me salute the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. them boys accomplished it. They did it. Giannis stayed home, not home, but he stayed loyal to his soul to the team that drafted him, and um, is a great. It's a great story for not only immigrants, but small market teams. So many yeah. feel-good stories and everything. Yeah. I'm a fan of a small market team, the Charlotte Hornets. So maybe one day we'll have our moment. But Same here. I'm a Bengals fan. 
Who your NBA team? I never asked. Um, I'm in between. Like I don't know. I I since I'm living in Detroit, I like the I'll root for the Pistons. But uh, I've I've grown up kind of more of a a Bulls fan, which is weird to say both of them in the same sentence. But neither of them been good together. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think it, it was. I think it was a great. Uh, I think it was a great playoff as a whole. I think it was a ton of exciting basketball. Almost every single series was great. Um, even the series that got swept, like you talk about the Suns sweeping the Nuggets, uh, even that was good. Um, and then the finals was the feel-good stories. And I, I, I want to say, like, salute to Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was a fucking dog, man. Some of the shots he was hitting last night were insane. Um, and then, obviously, Giannis with 50 points and I think five blocks. He had some... Yeah. So yeah, it was it was great. MVPs, five block. I think he had fourteen rebounds. That man was hooping out there. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think from here, the sky's the limit. Because now he don't got to worry about, am I ever going to win a ring? Like once you get that off, shit, he might get two or three more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's facts. It's going to be Milwaukee team that's going to strengthen. It. Is a dynasty or nothing like that? I think Kevin Durant and them coming right back. And it's a lot of teams out west that got a lot to say, but he got he's twenty six. He got a good yeah. strong but if he stays healthy, of course. Ten years, ten year run. He might can steal one or two more rings in these ten years right. and get some goat talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean he even got a little bit of the goat talk last night when he hit the fifty point marker and was thrown into that yeah. conversation with the rest of those guys. Uh, I think I don't think he's in the goat conversation, but that was certainly a goat performance. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. He he got to he got to win. If if Giannis wins, and he got ten, he got shit a long career ahead of him. But if he was to get one or two more MVPs and one or two more rings, let's say he goes three and zero in the finals, if he got three rings, three finals MVPs, and three um regular season MVPs. There's going to yeah. be some discussions. I mean, just off the fact that LeBron went to 10 and lost six. So he might can creep past the motherfuckers because Kobe only has RP. He only has one regular season MVP yeah. and five trophies, but he only won MVP twice, finals MVP twice. So Giannis right. with three finals MVPs and three regular seasons. He might leapfrog some motherfuckers, so mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see in the, in the years to come. But that's it for Don V Fridays. Anything left you got to say to the people before we sign out? Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for continuing to, to listen to us. Uh, it's been fun here, even on, even on my birthday. It's the best day to be on Don V Fridays. So thanks for the support, guys. God bless. Yeah, man, that's it, man. Um, We got some more. We got Hey, more shit cooking, man. Oh, more yeah. Shit cooking down the line. I, I want to apologize to all the listeners out there. I know it sounds empty in here. I'm moving out of my apartment. I don't have any furniture there. So <laughs> if there's a, if, if it sounds empty or echoes, okay. I'm in a room with no furniture in it. Um, But that's it. The next time we do Donkey Fridays, I'll probably be in the motherland. All right. Yeah. So, until then, though, God bless.